Good evening and welcome to Open Air and good evening, Jen. And good afternoon, Michael. Although it really is kind of that funny place, isn't it? Is it evening? <laughs> good afternoon. Even here. <laughs> getting dark getting dark yeah. there also, huh? Getting dark. We're in those, you know, beautiful days where the days are quite short and there's such an invitation. I think it came out in the recent um history postcard, you know, that invitation to the darkness yeah. and the silence and the sitting and the yeah. 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 Fabulous. Fabulous. I have an announcement here to start us off. Okay, great. If you're ready for a new beginning in 2024, plan to join Sangha for our virtual New Year's retreat, December 30th through January 1st. The retreat will include meditation, workshops, yoga, and guidance with sharing. Registration will open soon, so save the dates. And again, that's December. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So exciting. Sorry, again, the dates were. Yes, the dates were December 30th through January 1st. And for this and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And Michael, can I do, I was just going to do one other quick announcement, actually, before we move on, which is that folks should have gotten an email in their inbox just moments ago, I believe, which is the next um, email in our Full of Beans campaign, which is our our theme for this week's, I mean, this year's Bridge Walk. And in it is a reminder that our first call with Teresa is this Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm hoping that um, as many folks as can will join us. And as it says on the email, you're very welcome to invite friends and family. I know today is Giving Tuesday, and so a lot of it's a perfect opportunity for people to turn their attention maybe away from all that shopping push that happens for us, at least in this culture, and to, uh, you know, where we moved and inspired to put our resources. And so this is a way, if the Candelomba project is something that really moves you and that you love, then this is a way to invite friends and family to join you in that, because getting to hear directly from Teresa about the project is an extraordinary opportunity. So the details about that call are in the email sent out. They're also on the website. Fabulous. Yes, I'm just looking at the email here. This Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Fabulous. Yep, yep. Can't wait for that. And Jen, am I remembering correctly that there are actually three calls with Teresa? Is that right? There are. That is exactly right. Yep. Great. Yep. Great. Don't get talked out of putting it off, though. (laughs) Oh, no. If if people can be on this one, be on this one. They're each going to have a slightly different. Um, this week we're going to be talking a lot about the nutrition program, and other weeks we'll be talking about other things. So they won't be. I think every single one is going to be fantastic. So if you want to be on all of them, that's great. If you can only be on one, that's great too. But yes, that's that's exactly right. This Saturday, the Saturday after, and the Saturday after that. Wow, wow. I know. Have to put on the calendar then, huh? Exactly. Yep. Great. Great. Anything else, Jen, that uh, we no. should know that's exciting? <laughs> well, yes, lots, Michael, but I'm sure we'll uncover it as we go through the hour. <laughs> Wonderful. And a few reminders for tonight. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one to make cash show and a conversation on one topic in about five minutes is great. And we are ready here, Jen. Okay, great. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Good evening. This is Celia in Seattle. Hi. Hi, Celia. Hi. Hey. Uh, What a shock to be um, first up. Um, Uh Uh-huh. So... um, so when 
when I call, when you folks first started to talk and I discovered that Jen will be facilitating tonight, um, I was so relieved um, that it wasn't Sherry. And um, uh-huh. that's pretty interesting, isn't it? That's interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought I'd just say that right away. Uh huh. And I, I mean, I don't know where you're going with that, Celia. But the first thing that that occurs to me is what was relieved because I doubt it was you. You know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mhm. Yeah. So what the the picture that came up in my mind was Sherry would be hard on me and Jen won't be hard on me if I get called. So that kind of begs the, the what question, like, right? So, cause that's what that I project. There's a lot to see in that. In other yeah. words, what does that, I mean, there's so many places one could go with that in terms of the spirit of inquiry. What does that mean? Hard on me. And, and who is practice ever hard on, right? Or, again, what mm. is practice hard yeah. on? Yeah. I mean, because that's certainly my experience, that one of the extraordinary things about practice in general, I think, any awareness practice, but certainly in this practice in particular, is that there is only support for the heart and always support for the heart. The heart is always a thousand percent supported. In fact, I think that came up, maybe it was in a recent Musings article or somewhere, just the extraordinary um, generosity of this practice that this practice will step forward and do whatever is needed to support someone in their practice where they are. Mm-hmm. And, and ego oh, boy. often oh, boy. hard on me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, I've um okay, so I'm very up feeling very upset and mm. um uh squirmy. Somebody's very squirmy right now. Mm. Um mm-hmm. um um for instance during the announcements during the first the first few moments hearing about the practice offerings and thinking oh i can't do that because such and such and family and la da di da oh um so um oh boy i am getting really upset and I can't tell you're saying, Celia, that the upset was what you were calling about or just in listening to those announcements, the upset began. Oh, I can't do that because of this and I can't do that. And, and the upset began. Okay. Just before the call started, I was washing up in my painting studio and thinking again, gosh, this is toxic stuff I'm sending down the drain. And I thought, well, you could talk about that. Uh, and then I thought, oh, no, I, I I can't switch out of this material. This is too, no, mm. that, that's not possible. And then I started mm. to think, wait a minute. Mm. I could I could do this. Oh, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I could look into that. Oh, mm-hmm. I could start working smaller. Uh, and mm-hmm. so um, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's more here, Jen. There's there's more here. Always more. Yeah. There's always yeah. right. <laughs> there's always more yeah. because. There's always so much to see. I mean, if we're paying attention, there is endless. There is so much to see. And it's endless 
what the voices will attempt to throw on top of something, right? To throw us off the track, to create suffering, to take us away from this year now. So yes, there's always a lot. Um, but even if we just take that one example, so there you are, you're painting, there's this realization, this is a lot of toxic things going down the drain. And then it occurs to you, you could talk about that, which I project is a, it, it's dropping in that you could start to bring awareness to that, right? You realize, okay, this is, I don't know how you would say it, it hurts your heart, or it's not something you actually wanted. You don't want to be putting these toxic things down the, down the drain. So it occurs to you that you could talk about it. Then the next thing that comes in is like, oh, no, you can't change the materials you're using, right? Which I project could be that, that piece of why, you know, to, you're, getting, you're going to get talked out of looking at this. Because if you look at it, then you're going to have to change something that you don't want to change, and that's not going to go well, and... I mean, there we go with the hard on you process, right? They're going to be hard on me about the, right? But then right. if I'm tracking what you're saying, you start to see through that and you realize, well, hang on. If we actually stay with this, what, what else is possible? If we go beyond that, that ego no and we keep exploring it, what else is possible here? Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You you hit the nail on the head. They're all um, oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be told I have to change this or there's going to be mm-hmm. some subtle subtle pressure that if I was a good practitioner then I wouldn't be doing this and um, and then I'll feel terrible and yeah. which here mm-hmm. here's to me about something like that, Celia. I don't know if this is your experience, but for me, it's so helpful to bring that whole process out in the open. Because the idea that, oh God, if I bring this up, then I'm gonna there's gonna be some explicit or implicit, you know, subtle message that if I were the right practitioner, I wouldn't da da da. By mm-hmm. not bringing it up, the implication, the belief is I'm not having to confront that. If I don't bring it up, then I can skirt around it and I won't have to confront it. But in my experience, that's a complete lie because all that's happening is that that's being done to me internally all the time. It's like the slow drip, drip, drip of that constant low-grade self-hate. You know, I mean, you're doing this thing that you shouldn't do, but you're doing it Mm -hmm. anyway. Now you Mm -hmm. know you're doing it. Now you won't bring awareness to it. So that's fine, you know, just go on doing. And that has a huge impact on us, a huge impact. So bringing it up to the light of day and receiving whatever guidance we see about it and getting the support to explore it, in my experience, is always going to be a win for the practitioner, Mm -hmm. for the human being who's willing to look at it. Mm. Yeah, I can see that in other Places in that with other situations. Oh God, I don't know. I'm not going to bring up chocolate. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you yeah. can. I mean, which is all? It's that place of like, great, you know, fine. There's no content. That's one of the amazing things about awareness practice is it's not a a set of moral standards or things that we have to adhere to. There's no content that's good or bad or right or wrong. There's nothing. It's all pointing to to our freedom on the process level. So, okay, I choose not to bring up chocolate. Well, it would behoove me if I want to be free, if I don't want to suffer about that, then I'm going to start exploring that at whatever level I'm going to start exploring that. Maybe I first start recording about it, and then I, you know, bring it up in a on the radio show or I, I don't or but I look at that whole process right you can even pick up the recorder and say you know what I'm choosing not to bring up chocolate um, in the practice conversation and I'm just interested to look at that I'm, I'm curious what that's about and you just start exploring that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting because I've been thinking a lot about the first 
Living Compassion book title that I ever saw, which was a long time ago. And I hadn't heard anything about it, and um, I was just browsing in a small bookstore, and all of a sudden there was this title, That Which You Are Seeking is Causing Mm. You to Seek. And I went, what? And (laughs) I've been thinking about that a lot and thinking, again, over the years I've thought about it a lot. What, what does that mean? I mean, I, I could intellectualize about it, but really, what does it mean? Yeah. And I've been thinking about it again, and um, I was thinking today that what came up today was, oh, that seems to be pointing at somebody who really wants to know the truth about themselves. And I thought, that's a good person. Mm. Mm. And what is this that, that, what is it that is drawing me towards whatever? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's been coming up too. Yeah, and, and that's lovely, right? Because there it is, right? In the very example you started out with. Huh. As you are pouring these paints down, it occurs to you, right? It occurs Mm -hmm. to you to look at that. Mm -hmm. I project that's that's an example of that same process that you're pointing at. And then we're turned away from it. No, you can't look at that because you're going to have to give something up that you don't want to give up. And and you're, you're pointing beautifully at why that's just not true. What we actually are going to find there is what we're seeking. It's right to the source of that. That is the process. That process that's, that's, you know, that still small voice that keeps prompting us is the very thing that we, that we want, that we are, that we get to actually receive once we're willing to just be all of it, which is why just noticing wow. is such a, a strong encouragement in practice, not to have any, not to figure it out, not to do something about it, not to go anywhere with it, not to decide which is good and which is bad, but just notice. Hmm. Wow. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hmm. That's amazing that that's exactly the place. I mean, as you say, that's it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, just yep. watch there. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're That's welcome. Unexplored. <laughs> thank you. Good night. All right. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Celia. And Jen, that was such a fascinating conversation. I had the sense of just peeling the onion and peeling the next layer and seeing the next thing and the way that practice does that so beautifully. Yeah, it really does. It really does. We just keep showing up and more is revealed and more is revealed and more is revealed. Wonderful. And Jen, it's time for our good news update. So let me get your guest here. Okay, great. And I'm turning it over to you, Jen, for Good News Update. Thanks, Michael. And I'm pleased to be joined by Nancy, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the Compassionate Scheduling Retreat. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you, Jen. Uh, I'm really happy to be here to share how transformative the Compassionate Scheduling practice has been for me. It was an incredible workshop, and you're exactly right. It is an ongoing practice, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And it actually, um, as you were just saying about peeling the layers of the onion, also um, building, the practice is just built on itself so much this year. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. over the over the past few months in the year-long retreat and the email class, I've been looking at the idea that, we're here to enjoy life, to enjoy living. Mm. But what gets mm. in the way of that is ego's story. 
And I had a conversation with Sherry about how the ego voices tell me that my happiness is conditional, um, that that I need to do things for others to be a good person, and to be really happy, I need to sacrifice what I need. And she said that the assumption that ego gets us to buy into is that if I'm happy, I won't do things for others. And uh-huh. I know that's not true, but I, was, I've often, I often suffer because my own nurturing and self-care are being left out while I'm still uh-huh. believing this conditioning of how to be a good person. Right, right. Perfect recipe for you, you can't. You can't do self things that are that would take care of you, things that yes. you might choose to do to enjoy your life because that'll make you a bad person, and then right. you, yeah, perfect recipe selfish. for selfish. not being happy. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yes, right, exactly. So to help myself remember that I'm here to enjoy life, to be with life, to be happy. I had started working with the mentor to determine, you know, how to address the the doing that ego says is essential, and so then to decide what goes on my to-do list. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, is it something I want to do, or is it something I feel I should do? Mm -hmm. So the compassionate scheduling workshop was the next step for me in focusing Mm -hmm. on being in presence rather than mindlessly doing. And I really Mm. love the the Annie Dillard quote uh, that how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And that really got me thinking it's not like I can put off enjoyment till I get everything done on my to-do list, which is really what I was doing. But I want to end the suffering and and fill my days with wonder and delight and Mm. the joy of of being my authentic nature. So the workshop was... Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to restrain myself, Nancy. Please go ahead. (laughs) You're just... Everything you said is just exactly it. Yeah, the workshop, uh uh-huh. Well, so in the workshop, we looked um, first at the benefits of the schedule and and who's Mm. making it. And Mm. this was eye-opening. I realized that my schedule of, of... such as it was, was being made mm-hmm. by the taskmaster master, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. just says, just get things done. It was like a drill mm-hmm. sergeant. And mm-hmm. fun and relaxation could maybe be allowed, but only as a reward for doing what was on my list, uh, which, of right. course, I never, never, ever got done. But never got done. Very, yeah, and what was left out were... Um, the nature lover in me, the friend, and and some very Mm. important things that I need to nurture myself and replenish myself were either left out or just squeezed in somewhere. Mm. And I also realized that I had a schedule for appointments or meetings with other people, but mostly I just had a to-do list. And Mm. I'd been listening to conditioning say that uh, the schedule, a schedule is not feasible because something's going to come up. Someone will need something, and the schedule will be out the window. So why do it? Mm. And then, mm. along with that, the to-do list was so long that it was just hanging over me like a cloud. Right. Right. So I, you know. Yeah. Please. Uh huh. Well, during the workshop, when I looked at what is actually causing the suffering, I saw that once again, it was that conditioning that mm-hmm. I, that I'd been buying into, that others' needs are more important than mine. And to be a good yeah. person, I need to be responsible and responsive and doing things for others, especially mm-hmm. what the other person wants me to do. Right. Right. But... Well, I was just going to say quickly, Nancy, that everything you're laying out so far makes it so clear, A, why it doesn't work for any of us, right? right. Because we're literally, when you see it that clearly, you realize we're, we're literally set up for failure. Yes. yes. And B, yes. why it's totally. so powerful to, to look at something like scheduling in the light of awareness because it hides in plain sight that this whole yes. thing is set up for suffering, but we don't see it until we bring that kind of awareness to it. 
Right. And I looked it back and I thought, oh, it's so obvious. So that what I was what I needed to do and so I tried it for the for the first mm. few days after the workshop I did a compassionate mm. schedule that actually prioritized my self-nurturing activities like a long walk in the woods or a bike ride mm. and mm. what I what happened was just amazing the things on my list actually got easily and efficiently but what was really great was that mm-hmm. I experienced so much delight and wonder. I mean, things mm-hmm. like, of course, lots of things in the woods, like beautiful maple trees in the mm-hmm. fall color and mm-hmm. the clouds and birds. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love but, so yeah. much. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just was going to say, my, one of my favorite things about that, and I, I know that experience that you're pointing to, is that lie revealed. Uh, well, I mean, you can't do that, Nancy. You're never going to get anything done. You're going to be buried and, you know, and then people are going to think this and then, you know, it's all going to go, you know, terribly south. And, and the opposite happens. When you actually have the courage, because uh, for many of us, it actually takes courage to go up against the system that's that well ingrained for us, the courage to do it. And what you find yeah. is it goes beautifully. All the yeah. things that need to get done actually tend to get done more efficiently, quicker, often yeah. better. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People it, don't it hate you. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think um, it was going so well that I think conditioning kind of upped the stakes. And um, several months ago, my sister's husband died, and she now lives in my town and needs a great deal of help due to her health issues. So about a mm. week after the workshop, she fell again and broke a bone, and my compassionate schedule just went out the window. Mm. And after a few days, I was totally tapped out by the immensity of her needs. Um, but fortunately, we had the follow-up. Uh, to the workshop, and Ashwini had some brilliant suggestions um, in how to address this content that have just totally changed my anxiety and feeling of overwhelm um, into a much more healthy relationship. And so um, to address, I want to share just a couple of those real quick. Um, To address the feeling of being on call, um, the suggestion was to check in with her proactively um, to let her know when I'm coming and what I'm able to do. And mm. that has helped so much because mm. she's not calling me with a lot of need and I'm not dreading her call. And then to, I love this other suggestion she made. When my sister calls, it comes up on my phone instead of her name pause and consult with schedule and I I just love that I feel I can hear Ashwini's voice and it just makes me smile and whereas it used to make my stomach just flip in anxiety um, just saying she's fallen again and needs to go to the Mm. ER or is this she wants me to come and and do something some other task uh, like clean the litter box um, for the cat but both of these tools have just really made it much easier to set and keep boundaries and not feel on edge and feel that I can never do enough. And mm. there were other things, too, that, um, that, I, I, that I found helpful through trial and error, that my task list is now a list of what I want to do, not of things mm. that I have to do. And my yeah. schedule, which I do make now, is a reflection of what's important to me. And mm. not everything is always what I'd call fun, but I've made the conscious choice to do them. And I, the happy blesseds are a wonderful mantra to remind me mm. that even if I don't really like what's going on, it's a blessed opportunity. And then I'm actually looking for ways, as was suggested in the workshop, to um, put wonder and delight in in the schedule. And there are just so many ways to have that happen as in the ordinary, as in Mary Oliver's poem. 
and I, I'm just so grateful. Uh, me so, too, Nancy. I'm so grateful for you giving us. It's, there's nothing that's more helpful than concrete examples of how a practice happens in a particular person's life because it brings it so to life and, and demonstrates for us so beautifully what's actually possible. So that description of it was just so helpful in terms of how awareness truly has that moment-by-moment impact on our lives. I mean, especially a piece of going from that dread of the phone call coming in to it actually being a moment of, of liberation, of, you know, that smile, that bringing you back to present. I mean, that is across the board applicable to our lives. Yes. Yes, it's like stop and be present. Pause and yeah. and be present. And yeah. it's really been wonderful. And and the the this the consciousness that's been brought into the relationship with my sister is, is just such a huge gift. It's it's interrupting mm-hmm. this lifelong karma karmic behavior that this has been my most difficult lifelong relationship, and mm. I'm I'm mm. working on letting go of wanting her to be different, and mm. more often I'm able to give um, time and energy to her from a place of fulfillment, mm. and to give her the positive attention that really I know is what she's what she's asking for and craving, mm. and I'm suffering much less. Um, and, and, and actually experiencing pleasure being with her and being mm. the joy that's my authentic nature. And mm. for all of that, I'm just so very grateful. Mm. Well, and thank you, Nancy, for being with us today to talk about it. It was just a pleasure hearing about it. And I know many, many folks can attest to the power of that compassionate scheduling process. So thanks for being with us to talk about your experience of it. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Jen. Gosh All right. Gosh, go happy. Bye. Bye-bye. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, Jen. And, Jen, that was um, extraordinary, just the step-by-step way to go through it. It's fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, as you say that, Michael, there was one other piece that just dropped in, which is how powerful it is when we follow the guidance, right? So, you know, that I take the workshop and I have this huge success and then I run into this brick wall, right? And so I'm supposed to get completely derailed by that. But there's a follow-up workshop. So I put myself in the queue and I get help with it. And then that, quote, difficulty actually turns into deepening the transformation because that now becomes part of the process of liberation instead of something that's getting in the way of me being successful with my new practice a tool, you know, in this case, my compassionate schedule. So then I'm, I'm offered all this guidance and I actually practice with it and the transformation happens. Yes, exactly, exactly. And as you pointed out in the conversation, how fabulous it is for all of us to have a concrete, practical example of the issue and the guidance and how fabulously it works. Exactly. And to have offerings like that that are so applicable to our everyday lives, you know, because we can get so talked into, I mean, yeah, that's nice awareness practice, but I mean, I got tons to do here. How am I going to, how am I going to bring awareness practice into all that or all of that into awareness practice? And here's the how-to on that. So it's just it's such a gift. Yes, yes, indeed. And the next gift is that we have another caller here, Jen. Oh, excellent. That is a gift. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Jen. It's Bree in San Francisco. Hey, Bree. Hi. Um, how are you doing? Last- well, thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah, last week I I was able to get on and let everyone know I had a freak car accident of sudden acceleration. Was that just with, last week? Yeah, about almost. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And resulting in my no longer have my wonderful car, which I love, mm. 
totaled, I have a fractured sternum and contusions on both knees, which will take time. It, it, it's mm-hmm. predicted to heal. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. the sternum Good. will be healed by um, mid-January. We'll see. But I am mm-hmm. seeing some movement. Um, so there's so many ways I could talk about my experience right now. First, I want to say it is so important for me personally to feel connected to Sangha and guidance right now. I think to some degree, it's always there, you know, but it's so poignant for me right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And And good for you for recognizing that and to avail yourself of opportunities. Yeah. Well, I'm home, you know. I I am home. And um, I'm dependent on friends and taxis if I have a doctor appointment or need to go grocery shopping. But basically, I'm here and, you know, certainly I have all the open air and daily Mm -hmm. audios. So that was the first thing I wanted to say is I know that because of practice and my commitment with it for decades, overall, and it sounds odd to say to me, <laughs> just to myself to say, you know, I'm there's a certain calmness or evenness I am approaching all this with. Mm. Yeah. Um, One yeah. of those places where something yeah. mirrors. You know, we go through our, our days, and the mm-hmm. transformation can be somewhat invisible to us because, you know, yes. you cycle around and various things get triggered and it feels like, gosh, I'm still getting triggered. And But when something like this happens, it can often be something that really mirrors for us, wow, this is different. There's a lot, yes. you know, this is different than this would have been if this had happened whatever period of time ago. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, and, and in a sense, and I have a lot of support from my re- um, reflective partner mm. and I was saying oh, what else is there to do and I mean but, but to be here with it right um, you know I'm thinking about how literally in moments in like less than a minute my life changed from being a certain way to oh, well. Losing my car, having an injury, losing income from two jobs that are important yeah. through holidays, um, yeah. just on every level, and yeah. every level. And then, to add to it, I have a new health diagnosis as a result of the EKG that was taken in the emergency room, and mm. which I followed up with. Um, with my cardiologist, it's something called AFib, atrial fibrillation, mm-hmm. which is a, a irregular heartbeat, heart issue. And uh-huh. I'm sitting there, Jen, hearing my cardiologist tell me this, and it's like, I'm like just staring, you know, <laughs> thinking one uh-huh. more thing. <laughs> yeah. One more thing, which uh, he immediately put me on meds for and, and you know, mm-hmm. It's hopefully it's as generally it's treatable, but uh-huh. he, now I guess I just want to add that because this is again from practice, which oh my God have I seen to be true over and over a time and time again as I bring my awareness to life situations about this, and uh-huh. my cardiologist didn't outright say this, but he strongly inferred to me that. In a sense, it was fortunate I had this accident because it led us to know about the AFib. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that well, whole thing, when something happens and people go, oh, my God, that's terrible, or oh, my God, that's great. Well, maybe yes, maybe not. There you go. That's the man and his horse parable, right? Yes. That something happens and everyone says, oh, that's amazing. And the wise person says, maybe yes, maybe no. And then, oh, that's yeah. terrible. 
didn't believe. Maybe yes, maybe no. And, you know, the other thing you said that's so poignant, Brie, is that in a moment, yes, in a oh, moment, yes. that yes. life that we think we know is interrupted. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good reminder that we don't know. We're not in ah. control. We have no idea. Life is unfolding in every single moment. And something like that really underscores that in a way that is generally invisible to us because it can feel like, no, I, I know my life and I know what's going to happen, and we don't. Or we go through it not as conscious as maybe we should be, so to speak, should. Or want to be. Want or want to be. Want to be. It's a better a better I mean, world. back back to what Nancy was talking about, mm-hmm. wanting to live our lives in that wonder and that, you know, just being out in the woods or, or in the middle of the city or, you know, wherever we are, just that, that wonder of being alive, mm-hmm. but we miss it until we, you know, literally slam into a brick wall and it's like, wake up. That's what happened. Exactly. <laughs> Car went right into the wall of the building. Yeah. Yeah. And there um, it is. You know, we have the opportunity to wake uh, up, and that's what it sounds like you're describing, is you're using it as that. You're using it as an opportunity to wake up, and I think you said at one point, be here with all of it. Not, uh, yeah. And, of course, it's not like fields of roses, la-di-da. It is a challenge also. Oh, of, but, course. of course. You know, of course. One last thing I just want to touch on, any feedback you can give me. I'm finding it a little difficult when I'll say, okay, life, what what next? What's the next action? And I don't know, something's blocking me from getting an answer. Do, Do you have any thoughts? Well, the first thing that jumped out at me is what we'll often say is what now, right? Not okay. what's next. And that, okay. and that can seem like a, a a, um, semantics thing but in my experience and I often hear Ashwini talk Mm. about this in the sense of when I'm not quote getting an answer maybe that is the answer really well there's no Mm. next there's only now and evidently there's no there's no now step because there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing there wow yeah, and then I, but and as you say that, I immediately have gotten to the feeling. But I want an answer. I want to exactly. know. Exactly. And then we can, you know, if we want to, there can be a whole exploration around that. If mm-hmm. I did know, then well, then I would what? I'd be able to relax and be all right. Well, yeah. I could practice relaxing and being all right right now. <laughs> yeah. That's that. Now, I, I really like that distinction between next and now. I think it's very, very pungent, very strong. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? And, and yeah. what's so great about it is that in that, what we're training is to be present. And when we're present, when there is yeah. a now step, we're mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Well, again, I'm... So grateful for getting on and being able to. It's just so important for me to connect with the community and the Sangha and all of you now. So thanks so yeah, much. Well, thanks for staying in touch, Bree. I know I hope you'll keep us informed as you go forward in this process. I will. Take care. Good. Bye. You too. Take good care. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us, Bree. And Jen, I love that distinction of what now and uh, what next, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so everything. And, you know, it's the book, Nothing Happens Next, right? The um, yeah. book on meditation questions and answers, yeah. which is so beautiful. Free download, by the way, on our website. That's a beautiful thing to, um, to underscore that point because we're so trained. I mean, no one in, you know, quote, popular culture ever says, what, you know, what's now? We say, what's next? And so there's the idea that we're going to look ahead to the next thing. And there's no such thing. There's only now. And so we look for now. Okay. And we really, kind of what we were just talking about with Bree, we let it come to us. I'm here in the present moment. 
And if there is something now, then I'm available for it. I don't need to look for it. Yes, and the more present I am, the more likely I am to see what it is that's here. Exactly. Yeah, and to respond, right? Instead of yes. have uh, yes. an ego reaction, you know, to, to just respond. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Uh, yes, this is Barbara from Chicago. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Hey. Um, I have a kind of a sticky place that, um, which is this feeling that I'm always I'm disappointed in what I've done. Like something often shows up around work or today mm. it happened, but it happens like all the time. Like I'll finish doing something and there's this, just this wave of disappointment and, mm. um, and I don't want to, you know, I intellectually, I know that it's just this voice telling me it's, but it, it, this voice telling me that I've done something wrong or that I need mm-hmm. to do better or I need to prepare better next time. Something, mm. it just sends me in that direction, which is kind of a lifelong I think of, mm-hmm. you know, this life is like a lifelong fix-it project. Something. Mm, and yeah. I, I really, I, I can't, well, so far, I mean, I, I have a really, I can't let it go when it happens. Uh-huh. Which I project is almost like a micro version of the same process, right? Like you're kind of disappointed that you can't let it go and and do something different with this process. It, it happened again. Like it shouldn't I have happened. I actually haven't seen that, but yes, it's exactly that's that's true. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What do I do about this? And then what do I do about that? And there's this that's always right. like I this this belief that I need to. Well, I think there's a belief that I need to feel bad to do better or something, and I always mm. need to be doing better. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. And it's it's such an ugly way to live, isn't it? To be constantly told that. Yeah. Anytime you finish anything, accomplish something, something comes to it comes to an end. You know, you're finished with whatever it is. Whether it's a, you know, out there explicitly said or just sort of implied. No, that wasn't good enough. Could have tried harder. Could have done better. Didn't. You never do. Yeah, well, it sends me into trying to figure out what to do to different or better, which it just feels like there's so much life energy that's been uh, drained with that process of, you know, maybe, and even the funny thing is I was thinking about the Compassionate Scheduling Workshop and how excited I was about it. And there was an element of the excitement of, uh, or in the excitement was, well, maybe that's the thing that I need yeah. to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was yes, like, I it do. felt really energized about it and positive yeah. and excited. And then I thought, well, no, I'm thinking there's some voice telling me that this is the thing that's going to fix me or this is the thing I've right. been needing or, and it, you that's know, it might right. be a book or a workshop or a, yeah. so there's that going on too. Yeah. I think it's all part of this and that's process. A, that's a tremendous amount of clarity to realize that that's going on, and what you said a minute ago is, I forget how you put it, Barbie, definitely listen back to this, because you said it so perfectly, that basically, that's an energy drain. That's mm-hmm. how the energy is being drained. You're told that, I mean, you got to be hard on yourself, because that's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to do better at all these things that you're not quite doing well at, right? Yeah. And so then the energy builds this possibility, like, oh, this great workshop, which... <laughs> Underneath, like behind the scenes, what's happening is, okay, this is going to fix you. Now yeah. you're going to be the person you should be. You're going to be the way you should be. Mm-hmm. But none of that is explicitly said until after the workshop mm-hmm. when it supposedly, quote, doesn't work. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And it's at the number of things I might do to improve myself, it's just endless, you know. So it's, it's, it's just a way of just taking so much attention and so much energy. And then there's just, but today I was just noting this really vague, it feels, you know, like just a vague sense of disappointment that's just kind of hanging on. 
Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? Those vague sensations, mm-hmm. that vague sense of, and then we're supposed to chase after that. Now, what is that? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Why do I feel that way? What do I need to change to make that not happen anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to figure out exactly what is it that I did. Like, I don't right. even know what, like, some, some, something is watching, and that part yeah. knows I did something wrong. I don't even know what it is. I have to figure it out, and then I have to figure it out what how how it can't won't happen again so that's that oh my gosh just listening to myself talk about it (laughs) it's potentially very liberating oh it feels exhausting it feels like i'll never i'll never resolve it (laughs) in the within the same system because we won't ever resolve it within the same system Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ever 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 because every one of those things, if we go to a process map image, every one of those things is a sticky, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, in this conversation, you're kind of laughing and I project getting a little bit of distance to it from it, a little bit lighthearted around it, having a sense of humor with it. That, I project, is stepping back from it and seeing it. And then in order to get you back onto the process map, it's going to say something like, oh, my God, but you're never going to get out of this. How are you yeah. ever going to get? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how it pulls you right back into it. Yeah. So yes, that's it, I, I can feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So I still. It's like okay. Yes, you can laugh about it, but you still need to do something about it. That's do what I do. <laughs> message again. Or probably later tonight when you get off the call. Let's face it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that conversation didn't fix you like a magic wand and make it all be the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I want to know what to do. I want to know what yeah. to do. I, yeah. I want it to go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know the thing that's so amazing is what we see in practice is that it's all made up. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is imaginary. There is no problem. Which we know intellectually, right? Especially yeah. people who are drawn to this practice, because we know there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I I have this intellectual un- understanding that this is just, you know, there this is there's nothing to there's nothing here. That's right. But I, I feel so. You there's such an attachment to it. Like I, it's almost like, and I I don't I, again I don't think this is me, but I don't want to give it up. Like I need to, I need to feel bad in order for yeah. to grow or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It sounds so ridiculous, but. It is ridiculous. Just, yeah, it but, is ridiculous. But we get identified with it for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And, and that's why redirecting attention is kind of everything, right? Because at least for me, when I'm practicing in places like you're describing, Barbara, what it really comes down to is I've got to break that circuit. I've mm-hmm. got to break that circuit. And you know that circuit so well, which is the really good news. You know mm-hmm. what it says. You know in what circumstances it comes up. You know what to watch for. So you have all these really helpful cues which are going to remind you, okay, this is it. This mm-hmm. is, it's happening. Here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, however you want to do that. Code blue. Go blue. We're in code blue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just choose a practice, and it could be absolutely anything. You know, just stand on your head. Uh, three things I'm grateful for. Um, what I love. You know, what's beautiful around me. Anything. Just simply practice. We've got to practice breaking that circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. What I'm hearing is just like you know, it's it's not it's not going to work. It's never worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and it's yeah. it's because again, this is my experience. Buddhism is so great this way. We all get to check it out for ourselves, but mm-hmm. it doesn't work because we don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't break that circuit. Because the, it's never going to work. It's not going to. That's the conversation. That's the same conversation, and it's a sticky on the map. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, right there is the place. It literally is like an addiction, really. Yeah. And I think that's what you were describing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right? I don't want to. I, I got to stay in this. I got to. No, I don't want to let it go. I want this. I want to improve myself. I want to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to get it. Okay, that isn't me. That isn't me. That's not me. Well, but it's never going to work. Okay. I'm sure you're right. Um, jumping jacks. Three jumping jacks. My <laughs> three things I'm grateful for right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think. I think what I'm hearing, which is. I think it's true is I, I just, I, I don't look away. I look, you know, I go into it. I, I yeah. investigate it. I, I, yeah. I, I want to understand why I feel this way. And, and then, yeah. you know, it just, so it really just, it, it just, I, I, I just, I want, I want to practice more with this. I mean, I, I this feels like such a, and old, I think that's part of why it's so sticky, is it's just so old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I always find it reassuring to realize that we each have what you're describing. Everything, as far as I can tell, I sure do. We all have our version of that one that is so real and so true and so repetitive and so sticky and that it really does take that, you know, in the beginning we do. We explore it, we you know, start to, oh, okay, those are the voices that happen and those are the beliefs and those are the sensations and that's all helpful at a point. And you're really, really, really clear on all that right now. So then it really does become the breaking the addiction part of the program and to have a ton of patience and compassion for ourselves that, you know, I like increments of time. So between now and next Tuesday, you're just going to practice breaking that circuit. And that's all, you know, you're not going to entertain any conversation about like, but you know what, it's still happening a million times a day. So I don't know why you're even doing this because it's still not, it's not working. You're still indulging it every single time you come back and realize, ooh, it's happening again. Okay, good. You do the interrupt. Yeah. And you do that for a week and then you check back in, whether that's on a radio show or with a mentor recording listening or mm-hmm. however that works, you know, in your collective listening buddies call. But to have those sort of marked periods of time, because what you, what I realize anyway, is when you're breaking an addiction that's that strong, mm-hmm. you know, to be kind with ourselves and, and be patient because it's a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it, it, it often comes down to doing, doing the practice, you know, doing it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not yeah, serious. Doing no, it. it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Including, as soon as we realize we haven't done it, that we've been talked out of it, or that we forgot about it, or the first thing that happens is we do the practice. Mm-hmm. We don't do a review of why that happened, or how I got talked out of it, or how I'm a bad person because I didn't have the willingness to. Yeah. The first thing, as soon as we come back, mm-hmm. the first thing we do is back to the practice. Well, yes, thank you so much. That's, you know, it was, I, and I was getting, you know, and I was getting talked out of, well, you shouldn't even talk about this. This is stupid. And this is, you know, so yeah. whatever, self-indulgent, whatever, 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 whatever. But yep. um, yeah, so pushing the button was, it took me like half the, half the show to, <laughs> to kick it in the queue. But yeah, but I did that. Yeah, yeah. you did it. And no wonder, because, you know, this is its survival. This is, yeah, this is the core of how it controls us in a process yeah. like this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. Mm, thank you, Barbara. Take care. Have fun. Have fun with it. Yes, Thanks for joining us, Barbara. And uh, Jenna, I could relate to every single word of that <laughs> conversation. As you said, we each have our own, uh, own version of that. And uh, it's really, uh, uh, what's the word? Unifying, universal. It's, uh, it uh, yeah. makes me feel connected rather than um, isolated with uh, my challenge. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think it's why the voice would talk so hard, would push so hard for Barbara or any of us to don't talk about that you know don't talk about that it's self-indulgent it's it's whatever because of course it isn't 
and it's going to be so helpful not only to me but to everyone, to all of us. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. first of all, mm-hmm. like we were talking about with Nancy, we all get to walk through it with a specific content and get to hear someone. It's always easier to hear it in someone else's process. Um, but also it, it's so reassuring to realize, okay, great, I'm not the only one who has such a challenge going up against what seems like, why is this so addictive? Well, I don't know why, <laughs> but it is, and we all have our version of it. So here we go, metaphorically and literally holding hands together as we each go up against our version of it. Indeed, indeed. It reminds me of that quote, Jen, about uh, be kind to everyone because everyone's fighting a hard battle. I think it might be my very favorite quote of all time, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Jen, that brings us to the top of the hour, which means uh, another Mm. fabulous show has elapsed, and I'm grateful for your presence and for uh, everyone here. And for your presence as well, Michael, and go happy. All right. Go happy, Jen. All right. Bye-bye.